0: Good morning, I'm Alice Dempster. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Wednesday the 15th of March. In your squiz today, the subs deal is finally revealed, the global stock market takes a tumble, a concussion class action, and a wily fox. This is your squiz today. It's been a long time coming, Claire, but we've finally gotten details about how the US and the UK will support Australia's acquisition of a nuclear powered submarine fleet. Yesterday, PM Anthony Albanese, UK PM Rishi Sunak, and the US President Joe Biden spoke on it in San Diego. And it was a big moment in more ways than one. Albanese said it will be the first time in 65 years and only the second time in history that America's shared its nuclear propulsion secrets. Yeah, and what
1: Anthony Albanese said is that our three nations have a shared tradition of service in the cause of peace and sacrifice in the name of freedom. Uh, Of course, there was a lot of talk yesterday about these higher values that our nations share. Uh, But of course, the first thing in this agreement will be to uh, look into how we can build, operate and maintain what the experts say are the most complex machines in human history. Uh, It's no mean feat what they're trying to do. Uh, Yesterday, the leaders confirmed that Australia is set to buy three to five Virginia-class submarines from the United States uh, and will eventually get eight of a new version of submarine called the SNN AUKUS. They'll be built with British and American help, and it's going to create more than 10,000 direct jobs uh, and the same number of indirect jobs for the Australian economy.
0: So that's about 11 to 13 subs all up. And, of course, Claire, they don't come cheap. Yesterday, Albanese said they'd cost between $268 billion and $368 billion over the next 30 years. As for where this will all happen, there's been no decision made on a future East Coast base, but... Naval Base HMAS Stirling will be upgraded to host visiting US and UK subs in Western Oz from 2027.
1: Yeah, so that's reasonably soon. Uh, And of course, as part of all of this plan, Adelaide has a starring role. It's where the first Aussie made subs are pencilled in to be completed uh, from about 2042. Uh, There's a long roadway to get these actually into the water and commissioned. Uh, And before that we will get our hands uh, on the US subs probably next decade uh, to patch what they call a capability gap in our defence infrastructure. Uh, It's a big undertaking and there's a lot of skilling up that has to be done. Uh, And that's not just us either. All leaders yesterday talked about needing to elevate what they call the industrial capacity um, to build and operate and maintain these machines. And that's also what the critics say is the big risk in pulling this whole project off.
0: And Claire, the whole plan reflects the complex security situation in our region. The leaders yesterday spoke of peace, but many analysts focused on potential conflict. One report described the announcement as the most aggressive step taken to counter China's military expansion in the Indo-Pacific, and other analysts who are aligned with China agreed They said it puts Australia on the front line of conflict between the US and China and it's also, this is their quote, a time bomb for peace and stability in the region. Claire, this is a really complex one. Please say we have a shortcut coming on it. (laughs) We do. (laughs) There will be a shortcut out on this on Thursday morning. Thank goodness. It's a perfect one to get the backstory to the big news story. I can't wait to listen. We mentioned the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank in the podcast yesterday, Claire, but the fallout has spread pretty dramatically in the past 24 hours. Across global stock markets, many banks took a dive yesterday as investors got nervous.
1: Yeah, and that was despite President Joe Biden trying to calm things down a bit earlier. Uh, We talked a lot about AUKUS just now, but uh, what the Aussie journos who were there yesterday say is that the American press just wanted to talk to Joe Biden about this banking collapse. Uh, The analysts say that the stock market falls that have happened uh, indicate that there's a lot of fear In the market about more potential bank failures, uh, and that it could happen if too many customers try to withdraw their money at the same time, which is what happened with the Silicon Valley bank collapse. Uh, customers of a couple of banks that the government had promised to cover, they got access to their funds from yesterday. Um, so apart from waiting to see if more dominoes fall, analysts have begun speculating that it might actually mean that central banks pause or slow their interest rate rises.
0: Yeah, that would be to alleviate some of the stress Stress in the system, and the blame game's begun in the US over SVB's failure, with some pointing to poor decisions made by management. And in Washington, Democrats have started to lay the blame on a Trump-era relaxation of bank scrutiny. Claire, yesterday, more than 60 former Aussie rules players kicked off a landmark class action against their former employer, the AFL, over brain injuries they say they received from concussions sustained in games.
1: Yeah, that's happening in the Victorian Supreme Court. So uh, the lead plaintiff there is a Geelong Premiership player by the name of Max Rook. He says that he suffers from permanent and life-altering injuries. He says that he contracted those when he was playing and was concussed on the field. Uh, The group is backed by Marguerite Injury Lawyers and they'll be fighting for compensation. compensation uh, for the pain and suffering economic loss and also medical expenses um, that they've endured in the post 40 years.
0: And the AFL made some announcements of its own off the back of all of this yesterday, Claire. It's pledged $25 million for a 10-year study to research the long-term effects of player concussions. It's also released new rules that say AFL and AFLW players can only return to play 12 days after they've sustained a concussion and after they've followed a strict 11-step medical process. We talk a lot about cybercrime and hacking because almost every day there seems to be some breaking news about another big data breach. But NordVPN can help protect you online Claire, I know you've been all over this one for years. <laughs> Conservationists say the wily red fox that they dubbed Rambo, who evaded capture for more than four years in the New South Wales Pilliger scrub, is, quote, no longer.
1: Yeah, long time squizzes might remember Rambo. We've been quite taken with him (laughs) for a while, because as you say, they've been trying to catch him for a long time. Um, They named him after Sylvester Stallone's unkillable action hero. Uh, Just like his namesake, Rambo has been the most wanted in that area. Uh, It's an area that's set aside for reintroducing endangered native species, uh, including bilbies, so they really wanted to catch that fox so that he didn't gobble them up, Um, they unsuccessfully tried to do that a number of times and get this they set 10,400 traps 3,500 baits Uh, they had 73 stakeouts and they had 55 days of scent tracking dogs to no avail not even the 97 infrared cameras led them to him (laughs) Um, after all of that though it's believed that mother nature has taken its course there were a couple of big floods in the region uh, and what they say is that they haven't seen Rambo since last October.
0: Yeah, that's obviously come as a relief to conservationists, but it's also a disappointment to the many hunters who tried and failed to catch him over the years. And Claire, the very suitably named Pilliger Operations Manager Wayne Sparrow, might have said it best. He said, Rambo will always be in my thoughts, but he's finally left my dreams. Claire, I have a squiz the day for you today. I've been excited about this one for weeks. (laughs) Ted Lasso's third season comes out today so if i'm a bit bleary-eyed tomorrow ah. you'll know it's because i went on an overnight binge oh no what that is but alice i've probably got some
1: bad news for you i think they only put out one episode at a time <laughs> i don't think you're going to be able to binge
0: it i think they're going to restrict your watching of that so bad luck yes well i might need to re-watch season two before i get into the third season so i guess i'll be watching it no matter what oh yeah such a good show well worth it and And that's it from us. Have a great day. We'll be back with you again tomorrow.
1: Hi there. It's Bryce from Squiz Kids, the daily news podcast for small people. March is Women's History Month, and we're celebrating over on our socials. Every weekday this month, we're throwing the spotlight on a different iconic woman from Australia's rich history. Follow us on Instagram via the handle at Squiz to learn the backstories of some incredible Aussie women and together honour their legacies.